Today's episode is brought to you by the new Yelp for Restaurants. In July 2020, hundreds of hospitality professionals and enthusiasts at Yelp banded together to create a new team dedicated entirely to the betterment of restaurants. Check out our latest project together, the Restaurant Marketing School podcast at restaurants.yelp.com forward slash marketing school or wherever you get your podcast. Now here we go. We want to earn your keep. We are incentivized to help you do more in-house delivery, and we get rewarded when you get rewarded. Welcome to Full Comp, a show offering insight into the hospitality industry, featuring restaurateurs, thought leaders, and innovators, served up on the house. Are you ready to level up? The Pineapple Post is launched, and I'd like for you to be a part of it. It's a newsletter for people like you, people who want to learn and improve. It's delivered every Sunday and packed with stories, videos, and audio content from the brightest minds in our industry. We're covering the latest news, innovations, and trends to inform and inspire the way you do business. When you're serious about your work and you're ready to take it to the next level, the Pineapple Post is here to help. Sign up at pineapplepost.news. I hope you'll check it out. Food delivery has always been complicated and prohibitively expensive, and when third-party delivery came on the scene, it seemed like a godsend. It appeared to be the infrastructural solution that we needed for a foundational problem, but it wasn't. It was just another marketplace, charging us a premium for access to our own customer base. It didn't make sense when delivery constituted 15% of our sales. Now that it constitutes 80 plus percent, the wheels are coming off the bus. Enter Roger Abbott's, a tech pioneer that has set his sights on saving the restaurant industry, one delivery at a time. Today, Roger takes us through his plan to help get restaurateurs back in the driver's seat. Food, food, food. I love food. If you could see my figure, if you would know that I'm not kidding. No, in all seriousness, look, first of all, I grew up in Chicago where we have lots of different cuisine. And then I joined the U.S. Navy and I sailed the seven seas, literally, and got exposed to a lot of different cultures, lots of different kinds of food. And, you know, it taught me a few different things. And the Navy paid for my college where I got a degree in computer science. So I was equipped. Literally, when I came back and I started getting into business, I knew I wanted to be in software. One of the areas that I wanted to be of help is the hospitality industry because I want to support the local restaurant community as well as make sure that there is lots of different kinds of food for not just myself to enjoy, but everybody in the community to enjoy. Well, in keeping at high level, I've heard you talk a lot about inefficiencies with today's labor models, especially in hospitality. Can you talk to me about the overarching issue that you see with labor scheduling? Now, this is a topic that I know pretty well because I've built three other companies around this whole predictive and scheduling component. And the last one, we did it for just big companies like Disney and Wells Fargo Bank and UPS. And all of these people employ hourly workers. And all of these people have variable customer demand. The trick is to match that customer demand with the labor that you have with the appropriate skills so that the customer demand is met without 
the business paying too much for labor or not making sure that they never get to a situation where they don't have enough labor because either situation is not a good situation. And in doing that, the key is to have a predictive technology that can tell businesses what they need in the future. And we did that for the likes of Disney, where it became really apparent that in the morning, there was a big rush for room service. And then in the afternoon, there was a big rush at the front desk because people were eager to either start their vacation or people were leaving to go home. And so we set it up where we cross-trained the people so they could be a server in the morning for room service, running up room service trays, and then same person in the afternoon helping people with their bags as they were checking in or checking out. And what I noticed in doing that is that I felt that just because Disney had that problem and they had the ability to cross-train people and use them in different departments, I felt that that same need was there for the smaller businesses as well. As soon as the predictive technology went into play, it would create that visibility of the peak demand periods where they were going to need extra people. But these guys, unfortunately, wouldn't have that big pool of people or workers to pull from to move people around. So I said, let's build a new kind of scheduler for this audience. And in that, have it be social in nature, meaning have it be social enabled. Everybody's familiar with employee scheduling tools, but let this be different where we make it easy for the businesses to get what they want. What do these businesses want? They only want workers when they need them. They only want to pay for them when they need them. But remember, on the other side, there are workers and they still need to pay their bills. So let's make it easy for these workers to work across multiple businesses. And so everybody gets what they want. The businesses get what they want. The workers get what they want. And that's the background behind social schedules. Well, and I just want to reinterpret it because it's been an issue that we've all faced as restaurateurs, which is you hire someone great and you just don't have the hours to allocate to them. And just like you need this person and you only need them to work on these days at these times, they need full-time employment. And that's never been lost on us as operators. But the idea that you can hire someone, train them for you, they can go get trained and hired up by a bunch of other restaurants. And then there's this community scheduling aspect where they're able to fill out their entire schedule based off their availability and the needs of the restaurants. It's huge because what you've created falls in line with existing human behavior. Yeah, I think very few restaurants are going to be looking to hire full-time people that work nine to five Monday through Friday. And people already in the restaurant industry work multiple jobs. Let's just make it easy for both sides to get what they want. And that's what the background behind social schedules is. So great solution. But then the pandemic hits and what happens to the company? Well, (laughs) so we had this all working. We had 40 restaurants using the platform and both sides of the equation were getting what they needed. Pandemic hits, the hospitality industry, the restaurant industry just comes to a halt with the shutdowns and the fear in the population. And what I observed was when the smoke clears, I see restaurants that are literally going out of business. And then on the other extreme, I'm seeing the likes of Chick-fil-A that had one drive-through. They've built two drive-throughs and they're doing more business than they ever did before. And it got me thinking. And basically what I saw was anybody that could do outdoor dining that was a way out. Anybody that could do drive-throughs, that was a way out. Anybody that could do takeout orders, 
was a way out. And anybody that was doing delivery on their own, like pizza restaurants do or Chinese restaurants do, that was a way out. But third-party delivery didn't fit into this mix. That's the first thing that was like an aha moment for me. And then the next part was like, why? If pizza restaurants can do delivery and it's saving them, what's the difference between third-party and people doing their own delivery? And then quickly, I concluded that the biggest thing was there's just isn't margin for third party to give them what they want and for the restaurant to make any money. There is margin. It's in the booze. And on the food side of the house, they just didn't have enough margin. So that was not going to work. I struggled with it myself. It proven proper. We were netting out on average about 10%, paying 30% in commissions. It didn't hurt as bad, I guess, because it only constituted 10% of sales. But the pain becomes very real once you hit 20, 30, 40, 75% of sales gets allocated to third-party delivery. And it's like you're losing money with every sale that goes out the door, which is that's, frightening. That's right. And the restaurants have figured that out. So basically, when I looked at that, I said, there's got to be a way that us as a technology company can come in and have a role in this. And we looked at our social scheduling backend, and we said that this has a role in this time and place. Why? Because what we also observed was these restaurants, none of them have enough delivery volume to keep full-time delivery drivers themselves. Again, that same thing. They wanted drivers when they need them, and they only want to pay for them when they need them. And if we can facilitate that, what ends the beautiful thing happens, Josh, is that Basically, the delivery and the service fees offset the cost of the delivery driver, and the restaurants can keep 100% of the check. And all they're doing is covering our fee for our software, which is a reasonably priced, because we're a software company. We're not a marketplace, and we're happy to provide software to our customers and facilitate all of this. And that's what prompted the launch of InhouseDelivery.com. So InhouseDelivery.com it's a software company. It's two pieces of software. The first is driver scheduling. And then the second is dispatch. Correct. Can you walk me through how both of those work as a restaurant operator? So if I can add another step to that, Josh, is that inhousedelivery.com, what it's doing is it's empowering the restaurants to do their own delivery of food to their own customers for all repeat sales. That's what our goal is, is to empower the restaurants to do that easily and at a very cost-effective price. And in order to do that, we need three pieces of technology. What we need is we need an online ordering platform. And what we do is we work with tons of them. Uh, online ordering platform is now coming with most, if not all, cloud-based point-of-sale products. There are independent third-party online ordering platforms. So the restaurant needs that. And what we do is when a customer places an order using the online ordering for the restaurant, we extract that information and start populating it in our system. And what do we do with that? What we can do under normal circumstances is we can use that data and help the restaurant plan in the upcoming week how many drivers they're going to need and when, and also then ability to schedule these drivers so that they have enough. And then at the time of when the order actually comes through, we then empower the delivery drivers to get an optimized route to make that delivery. Look, if the driver is taking three orders on that one trip, the system will also tell them, hey, this is the first one to drop off, this is the second, and this is the third. 
Also, the driver is able to contact the customer if they have any questions. On the customer side, what the software does is that it makes it easy for the customer to get the two big questions that they have once they place that order. Where is my food and when am I going to get it? Right. Mm -hmm. So they get an ability to track the driver turn by turn and a real time ETA. So if the driver is stuck in traffic for a little bit, they know when the driver will actually arrive with the food. And lastly, if that's not enough, they can contact the driver easily. On the restaurant side, they get is the ability to track the driver, contact the driver, as well as more importantly, know with the proof of delivery that the food was delivered at the right place and at the right time. And the ability to get the feedback of the customer on how was the delivery. And it only goes back to the restaurant. It doesn't get broadcast all over the internet if something went wrong. And what that does is it creates accountability that benefits both the customer as well as the restaurant. And who are the drivers? The way we look at it is we don't really want you to change a thing. If the drivers currently are your own team of employees that are doing the delivery, wonderful. Continue using that. We'll give you the technology so it's as easy as third-party delivery experience for yourself, for the drivers, and the customers if you want to use your own drivers. On the other hand, if you want a pool of on-demand drivers, we have access to independent contractors that can, again, provide the delivery service with the same experience as third-party delivery for, again, all the stakeholders, yourself and the customers. So to confirm, because I'm currently not using in-house delivery, would I be using your fleet of independent contractors to make these deliveries? How are they summoned? Yes, yes. So the beauty is that you don't have to have people hanging around. The beauty is, is the delivery orders come in and just as in third-party delivery services, we have an on-demand pool of drivers that will come and pick up the order and do the delivery. All the while, you have all the tracking information on ETA and completion, et cetera. What's the associated cost if I use my in-house team? There is no setup fee, no monthly fee, simply a dollar per delivery. That's it? That's the only associated cost? That's the only associated cost. Are there any contracts? No contracts. We want to earn your keep. We are incentivized to help you do more in-house delivery. And we get rewarded when you get rewarded. And then what's the cost of using your independent contractor fleet? The independent contractor fleet, the only difference is there's a cost for the driver. And again, it's a dollar for the software, our solution, and then cost for the driver. And the cost for the driver hovers around $6 per delivery. And the way we look at it is currently third-party delivery services are actually charging you a commission. And they're also charging your customers a service fee and a delivery fee. And the customers are accustomed. They're fine. Nobody expects to have food delivered for free. And they're happy to pay a nominal fee. And so what we see our customers doing is that $6 driver fee, they can pass along all or some of it to their customers as a service fee or delivery fee. And are the people on the in-house delivery platform, are they still using third-party delivery if they were using it before? 
Absolutely. We look at ourselves as a complementary solution. I see the real value of third-party delivery companies as bringing brand new customers to your restaurant. I look at them as a marketing source. And for it, 30% is the typical charge, is very justified because they're bringing you a brand new customer. So definitely keep all those relationships. If you don't have relationships with all of them, there's no harm in creating more relationships with third-party delivery. But for your repeat customers, we believe the in-house delivery solution is a more sustainable means of conducting business for yourself and for your customers. So let's talk about that. How do you take a customer off of third-party delivery and have them order directly from the restaurant? Again, it's a very straightforward process we help you do is set up your own online ordering platform. There's lots of great solutions out there, including a lot of best of breed point of sale companies actually have online ordering solutions bundled in with their product. So we'll show you how to turn that on. We will also help you make sure that Pages like Yelp, pages like Google are then pointed at your online ordering landing page. And we're able to take that order information and then process it through our system to make sure that the deliveries get to the right customer at the right time. What about customer data? My experience has been that the restaurants that have really thrived throughout the pandemic have been the ones that had direct access to their customers, either through telephone number or email address. You are absolutely right. I mean, the future for restaurants is digital, the future is data, and the future is delivery. So what we see with the delivery side of things is what's obvious is the commission fees that the third-party delivery folks take for doing delivery on behalf of your restaurant. But what is not so obvious is the data. And that's the real jewels for your business as to what you just described. Who is your customer? How often are they ordering? What are they ordering? Where do they live? So that is the information that in-house delivery keeps sacred for you by making sure you have access to all of that. Not only that, we help you use that to convert more customers to in-house delivery. And we also help you use that to market to your customers so that they're ordering more often from you. And then in terms of data, are you supplying anything on a monthly basis or on a weekly basis that shows us how things are working out? Are we saving money? Are we making money? Again, a very good question. We provide weekly reports that show exactly how the platform, in-house delivery platform is helping your particular business. It's showing you how much money we're saving you. It's showing you information with a deeper dive on where your customers are, how often they're they ordering, all kinds of information is available. But on a weekly basis, you're getting reporting that tells you how the platform is doing for you and how much money it's making a difference in terms of savings for you. It's an industry podcast. And at the end of every episode, I like to give the guests an opportunity to speak directly to the audience. Do you have any advice or words of encouragement you'd like to offer? Yeah. I do. It's a chaotic time. None of us have gone through anything like this, not in our lifetime anyway, and there's no playbook out of this. Only now we are seeing some nuggets on what to do in the restaurant space to just hang in there. And the two things, in my view, is what I have observed. Anybody who's adjusted their business concept to be off-premise and do it profitably, 
is doing great. And as you mentioned, Josh, anybody that's doing it where they keep the customer data is doing fine. The only thing I would add to that is let's use those learnings and hang in there because on the other side, when we get to the other side, there is so much pent up demand by the population for people to go out and enjoy the bar scene, enjoy the dining out scene, that there is going to be a booming amount of business for everybody that gets to the other side. So hang in there. There is a bright future there. And if there is a way we can help you hang in there, we're here. That's Roger Abbott's. For more on in-house delivery, go to inhousedelivery.com. If you want to tell us your story, hear previous episodes, or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash full comp. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. A special thanks to Yelp for helping us spread the word to the whole hospitality community. I'm Josh Copel. You've been listening to Full Comp.